Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. As an actor, Ernest Emanuel Peoples has played a range of characters, from Hamlet to the ghost of Christmas present. But one role stands out, and that's in a show called Ghost. Ghost has nothing to do with the Patrick Swayze movie beloved by Gen Xers. It's based on the young adult novel by Jason Reynolds. It's now on stage at Metro Theater, which produces plays aimed at younger audiences here in St. Louis. And Emmanuel plays a character called Lou. Lou is what people used to call an albino. Today we say instead that he has albinism. And that is also true of the actor portraying him. It's a much misunderstood medical condition. And joining us today to talk about Lou as well as this condition is Ernest Emanuel Peoples. So, Emanuel, welcome to the show. Thank you. And we're also joined today by the director of Ghost. That's Jacqueline Thompson. Jacqueline, welcome to the show. Thank you for having us. Emanuel, I understand that this story really strikes a chord for you. How so? Well, um, this is the first play and um, that I have worked on or, to my knowledge, has been published where a character is explicitly written to have... Um, albinism and is also an African-American and you know in a world where perception is everything you don't get to see that very often and um, you know I'm just so thankful to Jason Reynolds for having the this story put out and then Idris Goodwin to adapting it into this marvelous play that we all get to share in. And Jacqueline, I understand it was important for you to cast an actor with albinism, not just to find somebody and try to do it with makeup or something like that. Why Why was that important to you? Um, for all the work that I do, I want to be authentic. And like um, Emmanuel just said, when you have a a topic that uh, covers unrepresented voices, it is important to do your due diligence to find those voices. There are actors with albinism, you know, right here, here he right is. Here, mm-hmm. here, here he is, right? And so I think a lot of times, um, you know, sometimes we get into these discussions, you know, behind the scenes, and um, I'm always going to fight to make sure that those voices are honored and are present. How did you find Emmanuel? You know, that would be uh, a good question for the artistic director, Julia Flood. I know Mm -hmm. she went to, how did she contact you? Well, you know, it's funny. I was actually in uh, Atlanta. Um, I'd just done the um, Atlanta Unified Auditions to break into the uh, Atlanta theater scene. Mm -hmm. And I got a call back for the Aurora Theater's um, apprenticeship company. And I was interested in doing the show, but I'd also already been contacted by Tanasha Kajase, who was directing Ghost in Atlanta. And, uh, you know, the auditions hadn't happened, but she was like, I really want you to do the show. So, um, so you know, I was waiting through that process, and then uh, Julia uh, was referred, referred me. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. There was a, uh, a young woman who's the education director, uh, Renita at Aurora, theater who saw my work at the apprentice auditions Mm -hmm. and they wanted me in but I knew I couldn't do an apprentice company if I was working at the alliance but she referred me to Julia and then Julia sent me an email and now I'm here. (laughs) Was it a hard sell to get you to move to St. Louis in February? Well no 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 no. I'm I'm originally from the bleakest time of year. (laughs) I'm originally from Chicago. Oh okay Uh, so this is nothing nothing. for you. No 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 no. I understand winter but I will say I 
I'm not necessarily a fan of how it'll go from 50, 40 degrees one day. It's, oh, it's great. And then it's snowing. Uh-huh. Welcome. You definitely yeah. know St. Louis at this point. Yeah, yes, yeah. This is our, our chronic condition. Yeah. Um, but I'm wondering for you, um, when you were a child, when did you become aware that you had a condition that was different than other kids? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, my uh, mother was... And all my family, they were very uh, supportive. And I even remember my mom had this book uh, that uh, I can't remember the name of it, but it was like this children's picture book that talked about complexions and how, you know, loving the skin that you're in. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, she was very poignant about letting me know that um, understanding my condition and understanding who I was but also understanding that it didn't matter. And uh, in fact, you know, my first word wasn't actually mom or dad or anything like that. It was high mirrored with a waving motion because Mm -hmm. she didn't like the fact that people would just always stare at me. Mm -hmm. So, you know, as as soon as I could talk, I was just waving at people and saying hi to let them know that I see them seeing me and yeah. How were the other kids as a school kid? Uh, uh, It was fine at first, uh, but really once you get into middle school about where the age that ghosts takes place, that's when things um, became a little bit more turbulent. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've dealt with a lot of bullies. Um, Honestly, even before that, uh, when I was three, we were going supposed to be going to uh, Disney World for the first time, and um, this kid, uh, for whatever reason, picked up one of those wooden, you know, letter building blocks, and threw it at me and busted my mouth. Oh! And it chipped my tooth. Uh, Mom was not happy, uh, and she immediately enrolled me in martial arts classes for self-defense. She taught you how to fight back. Yes, yes, she did. Um, but I didn't like to. F- I, I enjoyed it, but I didn't like to fight because I felt that it people already thought that I was a monster. Mm-hmm. And so fighting back, I felt, would reaffirm that belief. Uh, so oftentimes I just took it until one day I came home and mom was like, if you come home beat up again and the other kid doesn't look any worse, you're going to get beat up again by me. And so I took that to heart and uh, started to stand up for myself. Had to defend yourself. Yeah. You say you felt like other people looked at you like you were a monster. Mm. Did you find yourself internalizing that? Oh, yes. Uh, I definitely did for a long time. Uh, Through probably most of middle school. We moved around a lot as a kid. Um, When I was for the second half of first grade through uh, fifth grade, we lived in London, England, and I was in private school uh, there. And I was exposed to a lot of the world. We got to travel to numerous countries and, um, you know, certain parts of Africa, most of, um, you know, a large parts of Europe. And so, you know, I got to, I had a global perspective, which I was really blessed to have, but showed me that how different people are and could be and how you know my uniqueness doesn't have to be this stigma but unfortunately that globalism isn't always 
fostered or taught here in the States. Mm -hmm. So when we moved back, when I was in the sixth grade, uh, which is also when I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, um, there were, it was a harder adjustment. That was a lot to be dealing with diabetes mm -hmm. and then, you know, people's perceptions of mm -hmm. this condition. And then yeah. you're in sixth grade, which is yeah. as hard even yeah. as it is. Yeah. Um, Jacqueline, with this play that's set here in uh, with young people in it, do you feel like Emmanuel's background has given him just a particularly good grounding for, for trying to grapple with these young adult issues? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think that, um, you know, it's not uh, by chance that He's here at this moment for this particular role in time. Mm -hmm. And I also, you know, I wondered, I think halfway through the process of how hard it is or difficult rather for you or freeing to be able to take the role, but also have to relive and reprocess, you know, going back to that time in your particular life. Mm -hmm. You know, that was something that struck me. Um, I think it takes a lot of courage and strength to, to be on stage and tell your story, even though it's in a character form, but that mm -hmm. it's so personal and that it resonates so closely with you. So yeah. that I thought about that a lot during yeah. the process. Well, you know, I honestly wish I was as cool as Lou. When <laughs> Lou is I, pretty cool. When, oh, man, Lou is the coolest. <laughs> I, if I had Lou's confidence at 13, 14, oh, man. Yeah. Right. yeah. But, but, um, you know, there there are moments in the show, especially, um, you know, I'm not going to give any spoilers for anyone who hasn't read <laughs> Don't it. Don't give things away. But, uh, there, there is one particular moment where uh, the condition is addressed. Um, and, uh, you know, that's always one of the hardest scenes for me to mm -hmm. do. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, but, you know, it's... It's important also because it shows, because Lou isn't necessarily being his best self in that scene. Mm. Uh, and then Ghost retaliates to defend himself, but it's born out of the fact that uh, Lou is feeling insecure because he's this premier sprinter and sprinting is what caused people to stop seeing him as this oddity that doesn't fit mm -hmm. in society. And, and when someone comes in and takes that from him or threatens that, he it leaves him with the choice of, well, if I'm not the fastest, then I'm just the the white black boy, mm -hmm. the albino, um, ugly, pasty kid that all those other things that he of affirmations that he's built in for himself become null and void. And so he lashes out. Yes. Mm -hmm. You mentioned being the black white boy. Are there unique challenges for someone with albinism in the African-American community? Oh, yes. Um, if, well, yes and no. Because for I, I honestly find that um, as, I've, as I've gotten older, um, it's less of an issue of being able to fit in within my own community. Mm -hmm. It's more so, it's actually more so the inverse because due to mannerisms, my own mannerisms and, you know, facial structure, mm -hmm. most people understand and recognize that I am an African-American. Mm -hmm. But um, for sometimes, for others, it can be, um, it's 
different mm-hmm. and they have more difficulty adjusting. Mm-hmm. But for you, you feel you feel confident. You oh, don't. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. you don't feel like you have to prove you're in this community. No. People know. Yes. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, Jacqueline, I know Metro is known for its question and answer sessions mm-hmm. with the cast following performances. What sort of responses have you gotten to this character and this portrayal? I think Emmanuel will probably be a better person for that because he's with the school matinees mm-hmm. more so. Oh, okay. So yeah. what kind of reaction have you gotten? Uh, for a lot of the kids, um, the biggest question that they have is if I um, if I actually have albinism or as they mm. say, is he, an actual, is he an actual albino? <laughs> and uh, Because, you know, for most instances, it honestly probably either wouldn't have been or they've their only, vi- uh, all they would have seen of it would mostly be, um, probably the most recent example would be Black Light, uh, Tobias Whale on Black Lightning, mm-hmm. which is one of the better uh, interpretations that have been seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this yeah. is unusual, and they, they want to know, is this yeah. for real? And yeah. you, you tell them it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so last question here, just real quickly. I know the play, um, there's still a, a few shows left this weekend. Jacqueline, mm-hmm. are there still tickets available if people want to see this? Absolutely, absolutely. We have a public performance Friday, 7 p.m., and Sunday at Two? <laughs> and we'll have that two. information on our website. That's stlpublicradio.org. We'll make sure to include that for people who thank want to join you. you. So Jacqueline Thompson, director of Ghost at, at Metro Theater, thank you for thank joining you us so today. Thank you so much for having us. And you. actor Ernest Emanuel Peoples, thank you for being here. Thank you so much. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.